Welcome to the Smiling Soul Fitness Podcast. My name is Beth Alexander. I am the founder and creator of Smiling Soul Fitness. In 2021, one of my teachers, Minachi, posted about a really inspiring fitness program. They were featuring Fitness in Place, a virtual platform that offered sliding scales, coached people to use different home objects and substitute for gym equipment, and were passionate about providing a space where all bodies were welcomed. Today, I am beyond excited to bring Vaish Sivakumaran, co-founder of Fitness in Place, to the Smiling Soul Fitness Podcast as our very first featured Smiling Soul. Vaish is a leader in the Toronto fitness community. She's an advocate for representation in the fitness industry for South Asian women and can fit pros fitness professional of the year in 2021. Before we start, I'd like to share our working definition of a smiling soul. Smiling souls are resilient, optimistic, and community focused beings. Even though smiling souls share core values and attributes, we come from so many different backgrounds and lived experiences. We hope the stories we share here inspire you to better health and fitness and support you in feeling connected and inspired on your personal path. Let's pause here and share a few breaths. Breathing in and breathing out. Feeling your belly and rib cage expand on the inhale and relax on the exhale. One more time, breathing in, breathing out, and then settling into your body and get ready to meet Vaish Sivakumaran. Welcome, Vaish. So excited to have you on our podcast today. Thank you so much, Beth. I'm excited to be here. Great. So, listeners, Vaish is a leader in the Toronto fitness community. She works to create inclusive and accessible fitness classes along with her partner, Pat, through their virtual platform called Fitness in Place, which you can find on Instagram at fitness underscore in underscore place. Vaish advocates passionately for representation in the industry for South Asian women, but more broadly aims to be a voice for all people who may face barriers in the wellness industry. She was recently awarded the CanFit Pros Fitness Professional of the Year Award woo, for personal training specialist due to her quick adaptation to serve her community through fitness in place and trauma-informed yoga practice at the start of the pandemic. Yes, yes, yes. It's so good to have you here, Vaish. Thanks for this opportunity, Beth. I'm excited to do this with you. Thanks. So we're just going to dive right in. How did you get started on your fitness journey? Obviously, you've had some amazing accomplishments, especially in the last couple years. But tell us, where did it all begin? Yeah. So I I honestly did not have any passion to be a you know personal trainer or fitness coach coming out of university. I actually was a supply chain management major and did a analyst job for three and a half years at a company called Joanne Fabrics, which if you live in the US, you're, you're, I'm sure you're aware of that, that company and they're headquartered in my, in my hometown. So yeah, I did that. And I, I just was like really losing my mind and that uh, soul crushing cubicle. And I started doing CrossFit 
And from CrossFit, three years of that, I, I realized, okay, there's something here that I really enjoy movement and, and enjoy encouraging others to also find movement, find their body, find a sense of themselves. And so in that, I shifted gears eight years ago into personal training, completely switching from my business degree to being a fitness coach. And yeah, now I'm here and still doing it. <laughs> That's amazing. So now your focus really since the pandemic has been you started fitness in place and you've been building and running that. Tell us a little bit more about what you and Pat, your partner, do there. Yeah. So Fitness in Place is a online fitness community that is radically safe and inclusive. Um, and when we say safe, we mean safe, inclusive for LGBTQ folks, for uh, people with disabilities, people with chronic illness, even folks with repetitive injuries who do not get served uh, in the fitness industry, in the traditional fitness industry spaces. So what we do at Fitness in Place is really, is, is it, I would say, different from most fitness spaces, mainly because we use household items like broomsticks, backpacks, you name it, we use it. And then we also create a, a really collaborative community where we all learn from each other, right? As personal trainers, we're not any better than anyone in our community. And we try to learn from each other in that, in that aspect. So the community that we've built over the last two years, it's just really beautiful how we've stayed together in this time and pandemic. The last thing I'll say is also that we have a sliding scale accessible cost to us, which is also different in terms of folks accessing fitness because it can be seen as like a luxurious kind of thing. So everyone, we welcome everyone to fitness and we want to give give that to everyone too. I love that. You're filling, you're definitely filling a need in the fitness community. Mm. And I'm curious, your workouts, are they live? Are they interactive? Are they on demand? Like, how do you structure things over at Fitness in Place? Yeah, good question, Beth. So yes, they are exactly that. They're live, they're interactive. We actually welcome folks to have their video on or off. We give folks the option to turn on their mic or use the chat for any mo in any moment of the class to ask questions or have if they have any concerns. Um, we allow for basically any kind of um, communication to happen between the coach and the member. And then we also give so much live feedback as well as live technique. So we try to give everyone the best of uh, the best world of personal training in that group setting. That's awesome. Yeah. And then you also do, I think it was in 2020, if I'm correct, that you got your trauma-informed yoga certification. Yeah, it was started there. So I did my yoga teacher training, just the 200-hour first in, in 2020, and then 2021 finished my 300-hour trauma-informed training as well. So yeah, trauma-informed yoga has, has really shifted my thoughts. And, and for folks who aren't aware of what trauma-informed is, that it really is not about speaking on, you know, your your own personal trauma. We, I, I don't do that in my classes, and I don't, I don't know if others, unless they're a psychologist or a, a health professional, that get into that, they may shift into that gear. But in our in trauma informed classes that I do, we offer invitational spaces for you to sort of explore your body, as well as offering choices for you to also understand what feels good and what doesn't. And, and in terms of the personal training world, usually there's this directive language like do this and do that. Whereas in that trauma-informed world, we tend to just say, hey, perhaps you want to lift your arm and stretch to the left, or perhaps you don't. <laughs> That's okay too. So 
it's it's really it's really nice to build that sense of self uh, for the first time or or rebuild it. I love that. I love the options and the encouragement that yeah. you give to people to listen to their own bodies. It's so important. Mm, it, <laughs> it is. It is. And so do you teach those trauma-informed yoga classes at Fitness in Place? Yes. You do? Yes. I do that right now once uh, once a month. We we may be shifting as demand continues to increase uh, to two times or three times, uh, three times a, a month. But for now, it's just a half an hour class where I teach for once a month. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's been really nice. And then your other classes, tell me a little bit about them. Are they more strength focused, core focused, cardio focused? Yeah, that's a great question too. So the other classes that we do have three times a week, Tuesday, Thursday, 6 p.m. Eastern, Sunday, 11 a.m. Eastern, those three classes are all strength based and they focus, one usually focuses on upper body, second day would focus on lower body, and then third day is core and cardio. So we have that three sort of rotating classes each month and we put out a schedule so you'll see that on our Instagram or Facebook prior to the month. That's great. So you've obviously had this amazing career fitness the last eight years prior to that you were in more of the business world. Mm. Now that you've been in fitness for eight years and you've made the shift into fitness entrepreneurship owning and running your own business looking back what has been the most challenging aspect of your career? I think the most challenging aspect is feeling like there isn't space for me as a non as a as a person that may not look like they're uh you know their my muscles aren't popping out of my shirt or you know I don't feel um like I I I am a dark-skinned curvy woman of color and so in that the fitness industry I have not felt like there has been space made for me to thrive and made for me to to feel good about my career. So in that, the challenge is, is that I had to create space for myself and say, hey, like I, I deserve a space uh, spot here at the table. Why why don't I see more people who look like me at the table too? So that's where my whole mission of, you know, bringing um, light to South Asian women, that that's where that passion comes into play because we all do deserve a space a spot at the table or deserve space in general. I'm in any industry we are, we're in and I'd like to continue to pursue that. Yeah. For folks. I love that. Is there anyone that you follow on Instagram or maybe have seen, you know, through your career that has inspired you, you know, to walk this path of creating space, maybe in gym spaces or fitness spaces that don't feel as inclusive? Mm, Yeah, that's a good question. I honestly, I, I think the more I'm in, in the Instagram world, which I've only recently come back to it since 2018, I took a two-year break uh, hiatus, and um, from 2018, I've like I've seen you, Beth, like just sort of you know provide a different kind of space. I've seen Roz the Diva, um, Roz completely create a different space. There's also a Toronto um, brown individual, a woman named Rena Parekh, who's also created a great space for for um, moms. And uh, I think there's just so much, there's so many of us out there that want to do very similar things in terms of take up space. And it's, it's just really cool to just be allies to these folks and sort of create the space together. Cause we're always going to be stronger as a community versus individually. Mm, hell yes to that. <laughs> <bite>. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I love it. 
So on the flip side, what has been the most rewarding aspect of your career in fitness? Yeah, that's that's a that's a hard question, but it's a good one. I I honestly I mean, this these this past two years, right? The the trauma that we've all experienced through going undergoing a pandemic unexpectedly, right? That that is some level of trauma, whether we recognize it or not. And that to me that the rewarding piece of that is that I was able to serve my community in that time, um, especially in a very mentally, uh, mentally draining time at home, um, not knowing what was going to happen, uncertainty and, and basically being able to provide a a movement practice at an accessible cost. Uh, I'm just glad, so glad I was in a position to do that. My expertise, as well as my financial ability to be able to provide that it, it was really great timing for the pandemic for me and I'm I'm fortunate enough to be able to uh, create that space and continue to today yeah I love that can you describe maybe some of the ways that you've seen your community at fitness in place like come together and support each other during yeah. the, these challenges that we've all faced in the pandemic yeah, it's um so because we you know since we see each other we've been seeing each other live since basically March of 2020 we I, we don't necessarily tell folks that they have to come every time or that they have to even be a part of each each class or each discussion we have over our in our private WhatsApp group. We don't we we tend to just have no expectations and we say hey like come when you can, show up as you are. We'll meet you where you're at. Um, and our folks are just really like, I don't know how to say it, but they're just a special group of people. They're individually just awesome individuals. And then collectively, there's just this energy of care and energy of, hey, you got this, like, we'll we'll cheer you on, right? So it's hard to describe, Beth, but it is it is really cool to be a part of a group that isn't um, expecting anything out of you and is just there to to help you exist. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like an uplifting experience for you as well. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, yeah. oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I, I should tell you. Yeah. Fitness in Place has definitely given me so much uh, soul back into my soul because it has been a draining time. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. I love when there's that, you know, reciprocity. You're fulfilling a need, you're providing a service, you're connecting right. people, and it's also, you know, really benefiting you inside and out. Exactly. So transitioning to Mm. workouts, what kind of workouts are you doing for yourself right now? Yeah. So I love weightlifting. That's just what I started at CrossFit (laughs) with Olympic lifting and weightlifting. And it's, I've I've done some competitions just in-house at the, at the organizations I've been at. And it's, it's just like for me being connected to my body and feeling strong, it's just such an addictive thing that I just always go back to the weights and we, we don't, we don't have anything super heavy at, at, in home, but I still find a way to like, yeah, make it challenging and find that, you know, that, 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 that sort of thin line where you're like, can I do more? Or can I do less? Like finding that safe place to sort of do more and find that growth. It's, it's just, it's just too special. Yeah. And do you feel like, you know, a lot of us have had to take a break from the gym, you know, mm. with the pandemic. Right. And you guys substitute um, with just at-home objects. Do you found that that's given you an opportunity to really focus on your mind-muscle connection, like since you're not always lifting as heavy of weights? Oh, yes. That is a good call-out. Yeah, I honestly, it, it, 
actually provides so much more, I think, opportunity for that connection to your to your muscle because you have no distractions and you have light enough weights to be able to say, okay, yes, I'm not some, you know, some folks really need that stimulus of a heavier weight, but when you don't have it, you work with what you got. So maybe we work with tempo and we slow it down, uh, meaning, you know, you do an exercise two, two by two or you do more reps and you feel it that way, or you reduce the rest. So there's so many different avenues to change the workout at home that we get to experience our body in a different way. And I I agree, I had never done any working out at home before COVID. And I'm finding a whole new way of just enjoying myself at home. No bra, just enjoying (laughs) the, the safe space that you know, you can create at home. Not everyone does have that, but I'm, I'm grateful to be able to have it. I love that. So I know one of the challenges um, that I've experienced, maybe you've experienced, I'm sure some of our listeners have, particularly when you're working out at home and you don't have the accountability of meeting someone at a gym or going to a gym or showing up at a certain time. I want to know what keeps you showing up for your workouts. Mm. You know what? I think the biggest thing is that I I now look at my my workouts as a way of um, protecting my mental health. Right? If I'm going to show up for my community and and for my clients and or even for myself, I have to take care of myself. Right? And so in that respect, that that taking care of self, what does that look like for me? It it, it looks like working out. It looks like getting movement in. It looks like getting out in nature, um, as I know you love as well. So finding that, <laughs> finding that like, you know, momentum and movement and seeing the, the, the outcome of that consistency is, is giving me that continual feedback. Okay, I, I know this is a good thing to do, even though I don't want to do it, I'm going to do it because I know I'll be better for it. I love that. So you're showing up for your mental health and you're showing up so that you can really take care of yourself and continue to be of service. Exactly. Because you're doing stuff that's so needed in our world. We need you to take good care of yourself. Yeah, same, (laughs) all the same to you. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I actually, I also, um, what kept me showing up for my workouts is I used to get really anxious going into gyms Mm -hmm. and, but I'd I just kept showing up because I always felt better when I left. <laughs> there right. was something just about being present with my body that 100%. got me back down into body, out of my head, and I just mm. felt like I was functioning a lot better. Yeah, totally. So I would love to know, who are you learning from right now? Like, what's inspiring you at this moment? Mm. Um, yeah, so I think you know, education and learning is is always key in growth, right? Like finding areas where you want to learn from is is something that I, I want to continue on just so I can be better and, and be better for myself, for my community. And right now I'm learning from a um, course that is about intuitive eating. Uh, and so that's intuitive eating course is helping me understand more about diet, diet culture, uh, which is a, it is a tool that that we can look at is that is oppressing folks into sort of being controlled by their diets. And that's a whole nother subject that I'm not actually privy to explaining as well. But I would recommend some books that I plan on reading, which is The Body is Not an Apology by Sonia Renee Taylor, as well as the book called Fearing the Black Body by Sabrina Strings. I've been recommended to to read both. And I, I do plan on reading those in depth this year. So I'm just looking forward to sort of understanding why 
you know, why these sort of disadvantages exist for us and how we can, you know, help each other and, and be better for ourselves as well. Yeah. I love that. And I'm, those books are on my list and I would love to talk to you about yeah. them. Let's connect when we've had a chance to dive in. Yes, let's do, let's do that. Can you explain um, what intuitive eating is? Do you feel? Yeah, I think. Are you still I, learning or you feel confident you could explain it? I think I'm learning, but I, I feel like the, the main concept of intuitive eating is that, that you, you, you know, you do want to understand that there is this like self-trust with you and your body that you do know how to eat you do know how to to sort of dialogue that back and forth and understand okay I'm my body saying I'm hungry I should go eat something but with again with diet culture or with the fitness industry putting these sort of ideas in our head that we aren't trustworthy of food and that we can't you know we need a diet to get to fix everything we're we're understanding through intuitive eating that there is this another place for us to sort of trust food and know that diets actually can lead to gaining weight and being aware that hey I can sort of build this new relationship with food with energy and sort of say okay I can love my body for what it is and not just for what it doesn't look like today mm-hmm. so a lot of deeper things in that but that would be the gist that I'm learning so far about it well, I'm excited to learn more from you uh, <laughs> and those books. Yes. So another question, I'm really big on like connection and like trying to find ways to feel really authentic or feeling really true to yourself. Where, when, or with whom do you feel the most yourself? Do you feel the most connected? I, honestly, Beth, I think if you would ask me this question like five years ago, I, I would have answered it differently, right? So it just shifts every, I feel like depending on the time period. And and right now in my mid-30s, I do feel that it, it's it's really when I'm working out and I, I feel strong in my body um, when I'm lifting that weight or I'm, I'm pushing through a, p- a piece of my workout that I didn't expect to uh, push through. I find that that connection to my body allows me to sort of know my my power and it like sort of I guess invades all other parts of my life and I'm like okay if I can do this workout like why can't I do xyz right so it reminds me because our mind constantly doesn't uh, always remind us of the positive things and so it gives me that feedback that I'm I can I'm capable I can do this I love that. It builds your strength physically and yes. mentally, inside and out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Beautiful. So we are going to move into a lightning round. And okay. the way that this works is I've got three questions. Mm. And I would love for you to just answer them. First thought that pops into your head, one to two sentences. Sound good? Okay, got it. Yes, got it. Okay. So. What would you tell someone who is just getting started with working out? What's your top tip? Top tip. So working out, it, it's gonna, it's it's a, a huge process of failing and getting comfortable with failing. So know that it's not going to be a up, 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 like amazing journey. It, it's going to take time and you're going to fail. You're going to come back up and you're going to find a way through it. But it's about that consistency and finding your way back up. It's It's totally normal and take your time with it. Love that. Love, love, love that. What would you tell someone who is currently lacking motivation, wants to get started Mm. again? 
Yeah. So I, I motivation is a feeling just like being sad or being angry. It's a feeling. And it's it, you know, feelings are, are mo- sometimes fleeting. So when we know that, you know, motivation can be a fleeting feeling, we have to sort of understand that we can build our discipline, whether you, you know, you brush your teeth every day, or you go for your walk every day, that discipline to say, hey, I can work on that and build that habit up of movement. So yeah, try to focus on the discipline side of building a habit up. Love that. Love that. That's what I always tell people too. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And last question, mm-hmm. how would you describe a smiling soul? Yeah. So that's a hard one, but I think my gut reaction would be a smiling soul is is one that is resilient. You know, there are a lot of systems in place, aka white supremacy, aka capitalism, the patriarchal systems that are in place that are a lot disadvantaged or, or provide disadvantages for a lot of folks. And so, being aware of those systems and not blaming yourself for them, being resilient through it all is really key. And so, being a smiling soul for me would be to keep waking up every day and be that act of resiliency every day. Yeah. I love that. It's like staying connected to your light throughout yeah. that whole process. Yeah. It's it's a it's it's a lot, but it is just knowing that your light doesn't have to fade for anyone. That it, you can start to cultivate it with within yourself. Yeah. Oh God, that made my heart sing. <laughs> Thank uh, you for that piece. Yeah. No <laughs> so thank you so much for joining us today, Vice. It's I'm just so thrilled to have you on the podcast. Would love to know where can listeners find you and connect with you? Yeah, first of all, thank you so much, Beth, for having me and and providing this opportunity to speak um, and for creating space for folks of color and folks who may not have that space. So thank you so much. And yeah, in terms of finding me, there is we have our website, fitnessinplace.net. On that website, you can also find um, our class schedule. And from there, feel free to even use the promo code FIRST-FREE, all capital letters, to try out a complimentary class. Outside of that, Instagram and uh, Facebook, uh, our accounts, my personal account is VY underscore she underscore lifts. And then uh, our fitness in place account, fitness underscore in underscore place. Similar things on Facebook as well. Uh, but yeah, those are those are the main spots. Feel free to message me at any time. I'm happy to to yeah chat away. Yeah, and you guys should definitely give Vaish a follow. I always draw so much inspiration from what you guys are doing and the invitations you make to join Fitness in Place and the content that you're putting out. So just thank you for that service too. And mm. I hope you all can connect. <laughs> yes, thank you so much. Yes. All right. Thanks, Vaish. Thank you, Beth. 